The epistle for the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians, chapter 3. Brethren, be followers of me and observe them who walk so as you have our model. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. But our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will reform the body of our lowness, made like to the body of his glory, according to the operation whereby also he is able to subdue all things unto himself. Therefore, my dearly beloved brethren, and most desired, my joy and my crown, So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beg of Evodia, and I beseech Syntyche to be of one mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, my sincere companion, help those women who have labored with me in the gospel, with Clement and the rest of my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. In the Holy Gospel. is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 9. At that time, as Jesus was speaking to the multitudes, behold, a certain ruler came up and adored him, saying, Lord, my daughter is even now dead, but come, lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus, rising up, followed him with his disciples. And behold, a woman who was troubled with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I shall touch only his garment, I shall be healed. But Jesus, turning and seeing her, said, Be of good heart, daughter. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus was come into the house of the ruler and saw the minstrels and the multitude making a rout, he said, Give place, for the girl is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. And when the multitude was put forth, he went in and took her by the hand. And the maid arose, and the fame hereof went abroad into all that country. Thus far are the words of today's Holy Gospel. It is, therefore, a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead, that they may be loosed from their sins. And these words are taken from the anniversary mass of the faithful departed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, it was a late afternoon of a warm autumn day when a certain priest arrived at the famous cathedral in Messina, Sicily. And the priest was there in Messina on a special mission to study the monuments and the ruins of this famous city. You see, my dear faithful, a few years previous to this priest's visit in 1784, Messina was struck by a terrible earthquake which destroyed the entire city. 
Houses and buildings were completely destroyed, and it is estimated that 35,000 people lost their lives in that terrible disaster. Uh, the earthquake, earthquake, in fact, wreaked such havoc that one news article said that even the graves in the cemetery were opened. And amazing, amazingly, or rather miraculously, uh, the cathedral which the priest was now visiting remained intact during the earthquake. And so the priest was there a few years after this earthquake when the city was still evacuated and in ruins. The priest was there to document this miracle. And so the porter let him in and the priest got to work examining the building taking notes of this magnificent but abandoned cathedral. The hours went by, and the priest was so occupied with his work and the beauty of the church that the hours slipped by without his noticing, and before he realized it, it was already evening. And so the priest, realizing how late the hour was, picked up his, packed up his things, and he turned to go out by the door he had entered, but when he tried the door, he found that it was locked. He thought that peculiar, and so he tried another door, but it too was locked, as were all the other doors in the church. The priest thought to himself that the doorkeeper who had let him in must have thought that that priest was already gone, and so locked the entire building and went home for the evening. At that time, there was no electric lighting, and so the church was quickly getting darker and darker as nightfall came. And the priest was getting a little nervous, and in his nervousness, he began shouting, hoping that someone would hear him. But it was to no avail. Remember, the city was still abandoned from the earthquake. The earthquake which had destroyed all the houses in the neighborhood. And so there really was no one around to hear the priest's cries. And so finally the priest resigned himself to spending the night in the cathedral. Looking around for a place to rest, he went into the confessional where he tried to sleep in the armchair. Sleep, however, as I'm sure you can imagine, my dear faithful, was not easy. The strangeness of the situation banished any feelings of drowsiness. The large clock of the cathedral's tower sounded, and the priest listened anxiously as the tones struck first 10 o'clock, then 11, and then midnight. And as the last stroke of midnight died away, the priest suddenly saw a bright light shining from the high altar. The priest, curious at what this was, peered out, and he saw that the altar candles were lit. The priest then noticed a figure in a monk's habit and cowl walk out from a little niche at the back of the altar. And this mysterious figure walked to the front of the altar, 
and then exclaimed in a deep and solemn voice, Is there any priest here who will offer a mass for the repose of my soul? There was silence and no answer followed. And this monk slowly walked down the church, passing by the confessional, where the priest got a good glimpse of this man and saw that it was clearly a departed soul. And after that event, the monk disappeared, and again the priest was in darkness. The great clock struck again, and the same light appeared as it did the same figure. And the same question was asked, with no answer returned. But the priest resolved at this time. He resolved that if the same thing occurred again, he would answer this mysterious monk. And as the clock struck one, the altar again was lighted, was lit, and the cathedral was illuminated. And the priest peeked out from the confessional, and again the cowled monk appeared. Is there any priest? In a deep and solemn tone, the monk beseeched, Is there any priest who would offer a mass for, for the repose of my soul? And the monk went down the aisle as he did before, but as he approached the confessional, the priest bravely emerged and replied in a firm, convinced voice. He said, I will. I will offer mass for the repose of your soul. And with that, the priest ascended the high altar where he found everything prepared for mass. And having vested, he began to celebrate the holy sacrifice of the body and blood of Christ. After Mass, the monk spoke to this priest, and he said, Every night for 140 years, I have asked for someone to offer Mass for me. And until tonight, I always asked in vain. By your Mass and prayers, you have conferred upon me an inestimable benefit. There is nothing, the monk said, there is nothing I would not do for you in return. Well, my dear faithful, I would like to speak to you about the poor souls in purgatory. November, of course, is dedicated to the holy souls in purgatory. And as sacred scripture reminds us, it is a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead that they may be loosed from their sins. In other words, it is good for us to pray for the faithful departed because in this way we can lessen their suffering in purgatory, lessen their amount of time there, could quicken them on their journey towards heaven. And my dear faithful, there is no greater sacrifice or prayer than the Mass, especially for the faithful departed. Now, one author puts, puts it that the holy sacrifice of the Mass is the most efficacious means of relieving the holy souls. That's why the monk besought the sacrifice of the Mass, as do all the faithful departed, 
greatly desired that the Mass be offered for them. St. Thomas Aquinas says that every Mass has a threefold effect. The first effect is the forgiving of the sins of the world. The second is increasing glory in heaven. And the third effect is the alleviating of the pains of the poor souls in purgatory. And my dear faithful, praying for the faithful departed is so important that it is a part of every single Mass. I've mentioned it before how at every Mass, the priest pauses for a few moments to think of the faithful departed. This moment during the Mass is called the memento, which in English means remembrance. And it is thus a remembrance of the faithful departed. After the consecration of the bread and wine, the priest begins this prayer. He joins his hands and he lowers his eyes to our Lord, to the most sacred, sacred heart resting upon the altar. And silently the priest remembers the faithful departed and he even takes a few moments to think of specific souls for whom he wishes to pray for. At times a priest remembers a family member or a close friend. Often it is uh, the departed of a certain chapel or a parish. And the words of this prayer itself asks our divine Savior to remember all the poor souls in purgatory. And we too, my dear faithful, should make our own memento when we attend Mass. Sometimes we forget that we can and we should offer each Mass in Holy Communion for a special intention, especially for the poor souls in purgatory. Because we have to remember, my dear faithful, during Mass, we have our divine Savior right here before us. What an opportune time to look upon him, to beseech the most sacred heart who shed his most precious blood, to ask him to help quench the flames of the sufferings in purgatory, to beg him at our holy communions to hasten the souls of our loved ones to paradise. Or if we pray the rosary during Mass, my dear faithful, let us recommend the souls of our loved ones to the Most Blessed Mother. And my dear faithful, I do encourage you uh, to even make little mementos of your, your own throughout the day, especially during the month of November. That's to take a moment or two to offer some prayers for those who have gone before us and who are so often forgotten. When you think about it, how many souls there are who, like the monk in the story, spend years and years waiting, suffering, and begging for our prayers. And often for them there is no response but silence, forgetfulness, and often negligence on our part. To think of ourselves in purgatory, how we would want to be remembered and prayed for. And so, my dear faithful, let us, like the priests in this story, 
Let us be courageous and pray for the faithful departed. And you can be sure, my dear faithful, that if you remember them, they are sure to assist you. And so let us answer the souls in purgatory. Let us answer them and say to them, I will pray for you that you may be freed from your purgatory and so that you may enjoy eternal rest with our divine Savior. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.